Welcome to Real Take Sports. I'm Austin. And I'm Luke. And today we're talking MVPs of the NBA. Our top five candidates coming out of New Year's for MVP is LeBron, Giannis, James Harden, Luka Doncic, and Anthony Davis. For me, Luke, I got to go with Giannis. Giannis is my MVP right now. Through the first half of the season, right before the All-Star break, Giannis is averaging 30.4 points a game. You know, he's got 1.2 blocks, 1.2 assists, or steals, my bad. 5.6 assists, 13 rebounds. I mean, just all-around player. You know, Giannis is just taking over for his team. The Bucks have a great record. They're number one in the East, 31-5. and five. You know, you, you just got to go Giannis, in my opinion. What do you think, Luke? What do you got? If you want me to be honest, I'm going to say James Harden. Yeah. And I'm going to say James Harden because he's averaging – 38 points, that's absolutely insane to me, if you want me to be honest. I mean, he's averaging .8 blocks, too. I mean, everybody wants to talk about his defense perspective, but, I mean, he's averaging more of a block than LeBron at this point. 1.8 steals, that's close enough to two. So, I mean, his defense is obviously there. I mean, I can see that. He's definitely improved on the defensive end. I mean, you look back a couple of years ago, that man was just letting people go by, and I, he's actually become a factor for the Rockets. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they're fourth in the West. I mean, we also got to talk about his assists as well. We got 7.6 assists. We got six rebounds. I mean, everything's there. I mean, his shooting percentage, he's shooting 51% on the year, 48% on three. Overall, I mean, I'm not the biggest James Harden fan, but I'll tell you right now, James Harden's my MVP, mainly because just everything he's doing on the basketball floor, like everybody said that him and Westbrook weren't going to do it that they couldn't get along together. But they're obviously proving people wrong. They're fourth in the West, and they could still make a boom in playoffs. I mean, a lot of people are counting them out. It's always been the Lakers, the Clippers. But, I mean, I think the Rockets going to be fun to watch, and I think James Harden, he's – So diving back into our top five, I think LeBron is number three. I think he's on the cusp for me just because of what he does for his team. He sets the Lakers apart by playing point guard. I mean, the dude's – what? Six eight, six seven, two fifty. Yeah. I mean playing point guard. A point guard that's that big. I don't think it pass. matters like whatever LeBron does is he's always just gonna be an MVP like type of player. Like he goes out there, everything he does, he plays like an MVP. His stats all around, it's just he goes out there, he's a, he's an absolute leader. Like everybody he is better because of him. Yeah, he definitely makes everybody else on the floor better. I mean you look at his assist total, I mean eleven assists. For yeah, a guy in what, what year is he in? Like, he's got to be in his 15th, I think. Is he, I think 15? Yeah, LeBron's been. I mean, he's incredible. been in the league since he was 18. He just turned 35. He's My been. man's playing 35 minutes a game. Like, that's crazy numbers. 7.7 rebounds, 25 points. I mean. He's been performing at a top level ever since I was five years old. I'm about to be 20 now, so that's saying a ton. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely got the track record. And, you know, you can just always put him in the discussion for MVP. So I think he's third for me. Where would you put him? And the Lakers are first in the West, might I add, too, 28-7. and seven. So, I mean, obviously what they're doing, doing something right. And I think with LeBron and leading them is take them in. But also, we can't forget about his teammate, Anthony Davis, who is averaging a, a solid 27.8 points on the year, 2.4 blocks, 1.5 steals. You know, you make a great point. I mean, AD, everybody thought AD coming in to the Lakers was going to kind of take over the culture, you know, take away LeBron's spotlight. 
and AD came out at the beginning of the year and said he wanted to be defensive player of the year. You can really see his impact on the floor when he's playing defense. And honestly, it's an argument for MVP as well. I mean, those are solid numbers. He's in our top five. So, I mean, 9.5 rebounds as well. I mean. That's very true. I mean, AD is just such a difference maker. I think you've got to throw him in the MVP conversation. You know, a lot of places like NBA.com have him in the top ten, but I feel like he deserves to be in the top five just by how dominant his points and his rebounds are. I mean, that pick and roll with LeBron and AD, is they got, they got something special for sure. He's playing 35 minutes as well. You know, him and LeBron are just always in the game, always grinding. I think AD deserves, deserves the MVP conversation. Yeah, he's definitely in the conversation, and him and LeBron both. Like we said, we've already said who we think is going to win MVP. But, yeah, those two could definitely – we're going to have to see, obviously, in the second half what they do, but these two definitely could push into it. But let's not forget, not last but not least for sure, Luka Doncic, who is averaging 29 points a game, 1.2 steals. He's not really on the block side, so we're not going to even mention that. Nine assists, 9.6 rebounds. This man is basically almost averaging almost a 30-point triple-double. Do we have another insane. Russell Westbrook? That's the question. Do we have another Russell Westbrook and Luka? Uh, he's doing it for the white boys all around. I mean, they're fifth in the West with a 22-12 and 12 record. Honestly, Luka was second for me choosing out of my MVP candidates. So, I had him so right behind James. So you list him like James Harden, Luka, then what, LeBron? Oh yeah, for sure. I got where LeBron you put third. LeBron or Giannis? No, no, no. I got I got Giannis third. Okay, so you got you got who you got? James, Luca. I mainly just don't give Giannis the the nod just because mainly of his like inability to be able to shoot frequently. I I, I think I think if he was more of a fluent shooter, then maybe I might give him the edge. But also, I got to see more from him coming out of playoffs. I've not seen like I said, James Harden. He's you know not been like the biggest in the playoffs either but like I haven't seen much out of Giannis as well yeah I can definitely see that I think Luca rounds it out at, at four I would say I go Giannis James James Harden LeBron Luca and then Anthony Davis Luca's doing something special right now I mean one more point the guy's averaging 30 points a game almost nine assists you know 9.6 rebounds almost 10 I mean that's just solid numbers man and he's got the Mavericks was not a great team until he 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 became on the floor. Oh yeah, for sure. He definitely have has brought them into the playoff picture this year. They weren't even like considered like I'd say they they've been more of a surprising team this year, if anything, because I mean everybody thought they were going to be decent, but nobody actually thought that they were going to be top five at least in the West, and that's kind of shocking to me as well as we've been watching them. But they've been absolutely incredible. So. And another thing is is that trade with the Knicks when they brought Persingas in, he, he came down. To, to the Mavericks, and you know everybody thought that was going to be Porzingis' team. Nobody exactly. really saw Luca on the radar. Luca's been in the league for you know a couple of years and already become one of the biggest superstars in the league. We're talking about him in the MVP, almost averaging a triple double. This guy has got something special in store. He's got a long way to go. Just signed with Jordan Brand. You know, sky's the limit for Luca. I like him moving forward. He, he's going to be the MVP conversation for years. Yeah, definitely an All Star for sure this year. Having cut the cheese this year, you know. So who you got? <laughs> I'm gonna say a pretty obvious one, at least in my opinion. I'm gonna say Kyrie Irving, and I'm gonna say Kyrie Irving because I don't feel like Kyrie has really shown us like what he said he's going to. I mean, 
ever since LeBron, Kyrie's not really, I don't know, he's not really done it for me in the fact that, yeah, everybody wanted to give, you know, LeBron a little tough time because Kyrie, they said that Kyrie basically had a big pack on his championship, that and then Kyrie the shot. I mean, everybody credits Kyrie for the shot, so, so yeah, he definitely I mean, shouldered some of that blow. He, yeah, he definitely did. But like LeBron had just as big of an impact on that team. Kyrie wouldn't have won the ring without LeBron either. So I mean, you got to look at it from both perspectives. It's like goes back to Michael and Pippen. No, neither one of them won without each other as well. So, but back to what I was saying is Kyrie. He's not really been the leader. He wanted to leave Cleveland because he said he wanted to have his own team, that he wanted to prove that he was the man. Basically, was tired of being in LeBron's spotlight. And we all know he transitioned to Boston, and we didn't really see anything on Boston either in the fact that... Um, he, I definitely get where you're coming from because, like, when he was in Boston, it, it seemed like there was more tension with the young guys, like, like Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. I mean, even Marcus Smart came out and said that, you know, he, he really wasn't the leader that they were looking for. Yeah, I mean, and you see what Kimball Walker's doing for him, and it's just it's hard to, like, not really, you know, like, see what the Boston Celtics are doing. I mean, it could be damn near arguable that they're a top two, top three team in the East this year, and it's tough because, like, if you look statistically on paper, like, they look worse than they did last year, losing Al Horford and Kyrie, but they're better than they were last year. And yeah. It's looking like they got a better chance to make the Eastern Conference Finals and possibly Finals if we, we don't know what's going to happen than last year with Kyrie Irving on the team. And Kyrie Irving has yet to really show us anything in Brooklyn. He started off pretty solid this year, but then he's he's been non-existent and nobody's really known why. I know it's, he's saying he's battling that shoulder injury, but it's like, can we really, like, you know? That's an interesting point. That's, that, that's very true because, like, Brooklyn, Kyrie just – you haven't heard anything from him this it's, year. It's really hard to, like, really know what his mentality is as well because, I mean, the team, he was playing good when he was playing, but the team wasn't playing good, and the team is playing somewhat relatively better without Kyrie on the team than they are with him on the floor, and it's just... I mean, that Spencer Dinwiddie guy, I think he's a point guard. He's a backup point guard for Kyrie. He's got a player of the week and something that... He would never have the opportunity to do with Kyrie just because of how much ball-dominant Kyrie is as a, as a guard. I, I, I completely see where you're going with this because, like, Might I add, wise. as well as Jared Allen and um, DeAndre Jordan are also doing progressively well without Kyrie on the floor. And it just seems to me like, don't get me wrong, Kyrie's definitely a superstar in this league. and he's Oh, no best, doubt, no doubt. One of the best ball handlers we've also ever seen. But it's just... I've not really seen what I've wanted to out of him this yeah, year. Yeah, the hype. The hype that he had to go with KD when they both signed with Brooklyn or even when he left it's like, Cleveland. I think Kyrie's got it in his mindset that, like, him going to Brooklyn, like, he's not really um, – it's not really what he thought was going to happen. He, he goes to Brooklyn. He should have known coming into this year that – they're not going to, like, you know, be the team this year. They've still got KD out. Like, next year's going to be the big year. He ought to know that. So, I just feel like he's getting too frustrated, and that's why he's not really playing right now. I just feel like he's just frustrated, and he's kind of, like, like relying on injury to kind of, like, hide that from the fact that he's frustrated. And, like, they were losing games with him on the floor, so I think he, like, kind of eased back and said – and try to lean on, like, an injury to try to cover up the fact that he was frustrated and, like, the team was getting frustrated and 
Yeah. That's a good point. I mean, I never would have thought Kyrie as being, you know, a lackluster superstar in a way because, like, you think about him and LeBron when they were in Cleveland, dynamic duo, D-Wade, LeBron, Kyrie, LeBron comparisons coming out. And now he, he leaves. Rookie of the year, might I add, as well. Multiple-time All-Star. That's I forgot about that as well. I mean, he was an All-Star MVP. It's just really hard to argue with the fact that he carried LeBron when we've not really seen anything from him since LeBron. And I've just – I back LeBron on that because everybody, you know, will always say that LeBron can't win by himself. But we haven't seen anything really from Kyrie Irving after LeBron. And that was his main reason to leave him was that he wanted to be, you know, the team – of his own. He wanted to be that leader. He wanted to be the LeBron of a team. Yeah, and exactly. He, he can't handle that load. I just haven't seen it. Celtics was close to a disaster. I mean, they signed into a big contract. They, team just yeah, they imploded. Got, yeah, eliminated in the first round. Like, I mean, Isaiah Thomas got the Celtics past the first round and gave LeBron and Kyrie a run for the money with close to the same team. I mean. But for me, my lackluster star has got to be Ben Simmons. I mean, Ben, fantastic player inside. You know, driving to the basket, ferocious dunker. You know, not afraid of anybody at the rim, but goodness. That man still can't make a three. I mean, all summer, all summer the hype is Ben Simmons is getting a jump shot. Ben Simmons is going to shoot threes. Defenders leave Ben Simmons open. He'll, he'll make them pay from three. The world's going crazy. I mean, the basketball world's like, finally, Ben Simmons is getting getting a shot. The 76ers are like, all right, awesome. We got Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons. You know, they got a good team. It's all kind of coming together. Ben's getting a shot. Come out this year. We're almost at the halfway point of the season. And my guy shot two three-pointers. Yeah, the untapped potential is definitely there. But like I said, like you said with the threes and stuff, it's just it's a liability for the Sixers overall. And the fact that, let's say it gets down to the fourth quarter with 30 seconds left, the Sixers are down by three. You're going to need a three to tie the game. Nobody's going to be looking for Ben Simmons to shoot the three. The team that they're playing is already going to know. They played the Heat the other day, and the Heat already done know that Ben Simmons wasn't going to shoot the three. So, like, they didn't even have to guard against him. It's basically a four-on-five at this point. And you have Joel Embiid, like I said, but, like, he's not the most – consistent three-point shooter as well so that kind of eliminates him out of the conversation of shooting the shot and then you have Tobias Harris who's a great three-point shooter Josh Richardson he can shoot the three but Ben as a star player you gotta have a shot dude Al Horford as well but I mean you gotta have a shot Ben come on now the lineup's very big and yeah all the hype this summer all summer it was Ben Simmons is gonna come out and live up to all the potential that he had don't get me wrong I'm not saying he's a bad player he's a fantastic player on the inside Mid-range, inside scoring, fantastic, hands down, great score. Outside shot, he's he's killing his game because guys will play four foot off and just dare him to shoot it. I mean, crunch time, like you said, why would you even have Ben on the floor? You're down three. Why would you have him on the floor? We're questioning your mentality, Ben. That's what we're doing. Like, you got to take those shots, Ben. Like, come on now. I mean, two and 40 games, like, if I'm a defender, I'm playing four foot off saying, please shoot it. Show me that you practiced that shot all summer like we were hearing from ESPN, you know, insiders of the NBA, like, Ben Simmons has got the three. Where's it at? That's my lackluster. Not living up to the hype is Ben Simmons for me. It's hard to – yeah, it's hard to 
It's really hard to think about because, I mean, he has all these comparisons to Magic Johnson. LeBron? He, yeah, to LeBron as well. He's like an older mentor to him. I mean, he plays very similar to these players in the aspects, but it's just like he's kind of missing that jump shot that both of those players had. Both of those players can score from mid-range. I mean, yeah, both players are kind of iffy from threes, but they still got the three, and they can still make it in big, big moments. No doubt. So, I got a question for you, Luke. Who has – been above and beyond your expectations this year in the NBA, like team-wise, not player, team-wise. Who shocked you? Like I said earlier in the MVP, I'm going to say the Dallas Mavericks. I mean, they have been everything up but uh, of exceptional. <laughs> Luka Doncic, uh, Chris Stats Porzingis. I mean, granted they have some, like, solid – role players but I mean honestly it's mainly just those two I mean they have players like Tim Hardaway Jr. I mean and they're in a stacked west I mean the west isn't no slump that's what I'm saying like I think everybody like knew they were going to be decent but like nobody really expected them to like really like be top five at least in the west I mean that's really shocking to me that's very true I say for me it's the Miami Heat Oh, yeah, yeah. The Heat, I mean, you got Bam out of Bayou. He's having his, like, best career season. Exactly. I mean, he's coming out, firing all cylinders. Tyler. Uh, Tyler Harrow? Yeah, yeah. I couldn't think of his last name, but he's coming out. He's playing great, you know. You know who he reminds me of? Who? He reminds me of, like, a young prime Kyle Korver in a way. That's a great comparison. You know, that man's got a strap. That dude can shoot from anywhere on the floor. He, he's going to be a solid player for years to come. That's for sure, yeah. That team has just come together, and they're playing they're, – they're the top five in the East, aren't they, right now? I, I believe. Yeah, I, I honestly, I think they're third ranked right now. Yeah. We definitely need to look that up. But I think I think they're top five, possibly three. Who would have thought the Miami Heat losing D-Wade, Chris Bosh coming out, you know, these past, like, five years on the Heat has just been just not good. You know, Chris yeah, Bosh, D-Wade. Jimmy Butler's probably, like – after our top five, he's probably at least like seven or eight in like MVP discussions. He's having a great year. He's, I mean, the past couple of years for him has just been. Yeah, I feel like tough. the Sixers kind of limited him as of last year, but like now he's kind of got like this leader role in the Heat, and I think he's really like taking advantage of that. Yeah, Coach Spostra definitely down there in Miami said, Jimmy, go to town. This is kind of, it almost feels like it's Jimmy's team finally because like even when he was back in Minnesota, it was always, you know, Carl Anthony Towns' team. You go to Philadelphia. It was Ben and and uh, oh my gosh, I can't think. Uh, Embiid, Lord, my brain is just gone. But it was never Jimmy's team, and now he's finally getting that star role like he had in his early days in in Chicago, and he's really shining in that, really taking on more more responsibility. I think that's what's yeah, catapulted them. I think everybody predicted them in playoffs because, like I said, like the weak East, but they're definitely exceeding expectations, and I'm they're really a fun team to watch, honestly. And that takes me back to the East as well. Another surprising team that I have in the East is the Toronto Raptors. I mean, losing Kawhi. I knew, know everybody knew that the Raptors were a solid team, but at the same time, it's like Kawhi basically carried them throughout playoffs, and nobody really knew like how good the Raptors were going to be after Kawhi. It's like basically all the attention was on Kawhi Leonard. Okay, you bring up Kawhi. Quick thing. How do you feel about him resting? How I'm do you really, feel? I'm not really a big fan of the load management, honestly. I mean. Yeah, I just don't get it. Like, so many people come to play for your games. I mean, we go back to, like, what, 
2010, 11, 12. LeBron's 35 years old, and he's not missed a game. Well, LeBron did it when he was was in Miami. I mean, Greg Popovich did it with the big three for the Spurs, and the world was about to just come unglued on them, and now Kawhi can do it, and it's all fine as long as he wins the finals. Do you think that – I just don't feel like that's right. Yeah. But go ahead with the Raptors. But, yeah, like I said, the Raptors – Kyle Lowry, he's doing his thing. Fred Van Fleet's doing his thing. Pascal Siakam's been a really nice addition for them. Even though he's out right now, he's been a very, very nice player, and he's really coming up. He should be an all-star this year. But overall, the team is just – they've really been playing well in their top four in the East, I believe. I feel like they're four on the dot, actually. And they've been a very surprising team as well, and I've been really impressed with them, and I've been it's been fun to watch them. I'm sure Drake's super happy about that. <laughs> Good old Drake. And <laughs> – but a disappointing team that I have in the West is the Portland Trailblazers. And I think it's pretty self-explanatory in the fact that they only seem to me to get better, but it seems like they've gotten worse. And nobody really understands why. I mean, they had addition, the addition of Whiteside. Yeah, Joseph Nurkic isn't playing right now, but, I mean, at the same time, you've added Hassan Whiteside to your team. I mean, you still have Damian Lillard, C.J. McCollum, you have solid players around you. It's just it, they're not getting it done. I'm pretty sure they're 14 and 20 something. Yeah, you hit it on the it head. Done. You hit the nail on the head. I I just for me, I was the same way. The Trailblazers just they were third seed last year, and now they're yeah like knocked off seed. a great OKC team. I mean, they they be a great OKC team. I mean, Damian Lillard doesn't hit that shot. Who knows if Paul George goes to the Clippers. They'll more than likely get it picked up here in the second half, but as of right now, this first half of the season, they've been nothing but disappointment. Well, the biggest thing is, is you got to figure the West is just so loaded that you can't have these perks because, I mean, yeah, it's just, it's going to be the very, dig yourself out. It's crazy hard. These games that they need to start winning, like right now, if they want to have any kind of chance of sliding into playoffs, because, I mean, like you said, this West is tough and. I wouldn't really say the Warriors have been a disappointing team, but at the same time, they're disappointing. But, I mean, they have all these injuries, so they'll obviously probably bounce back as of next year. But, yeah, the West is definitely tough. For- so, Luke, real quick, who do you got for Rookie of the Year? I know we didn't mention that, but, but who you got? Honestly, I feel like at this point right now, it's a pretty clear race for John Morant. Oh, no doubt. He's averaging 17 points, six assists, I believe. And that's absolutely insane for rookies. He's a special kid. He's got a lot of talent for sure. He would have ended Kevin Love on that poster. Oh god! A few weeks ago. Poor Kevin Love. <laughs> he even knew it. He's not. He tweeted. Not was it tweet or did he put it on IG? He, said he, he gave him full props on it. He yeah. he tweeted about it. He put it on Instagram. Everything. He even talked to the reporters about it. That kid was special. But also, there's also some like other potential candidates. I mean, I feel like this is a pretty front up. Rookie of the Year race, it's not really been as competitive as it has been in the past to me. That's just my opinion. I mean, obviously we have Zion, who hasn't played a game yet this season, but he's got enough potential to, I mean, where he can make All a pretty, that hype. Yeah, I mean, he has, a, he's a, he has potential, that's for sure. But, I mean, he could definitely make a splash in the Rookie of the Year for sure in the second half. I mean, it just depends on how much he actually does when he comes in and when he's actually going to play. Yeah, that's very true. I mean, Zion came out of Duke just – you know, the prodigy, the next Michael Jordan, the next LeBron James, Kobe, just the absolute monster that's coming out of Duke. And just in my opinion, I don't think he can play at the weight that he's at. He's too big. His muscles take too much of a beating. You know, he's he's so athletic that it actually hurts him, I feel like. 
Oh, yeah. No doubt. But like we said, we were talking about Tyler Hero earlier as well. He's also another big candidate. He's a big rookie on the the Heat. The Heat actually have a few big rookies. They have Kendrick Nunn, I believe his name is. He's averaging almost 16 points. He's an undrafted rookie as well. That's, so that's solid. That's pretty crazy. The Heat just continue to shock everybody, it seems like. But And honestly, we have Brandon Clark on the Grizzlies as well. So like, that's two rookies that we have that are like potential winners for Rookie of the Year. Honestly, I think John Moran's going to definitely take it with ease. But we have Brandon Clark, who averages 13. John Morant, Kendrick Nunn, and Tyler Hero, I feel like are going to be the top ones, at least for this year. Then we have Zion as well that could also be a potential. Yeah, John Morant, though, for me, right now, halfway through the season, he's got the award. Yeah, no doubt. I think he's the front runner. I think he's going to be the clear path winner. But all this season's been pretty fun to watch. I'm excited to see who comes out on top of the MVP race. It should be a tight MVP because, honestly, not just with these top five, but there's players like Kimball Walker, Jimmy Butler, Donovan Mitchell, several other players that have very good chances, Kawhi Leonard as well, Paul George. It's going to be a crazy MVP race for sure. I'm excited to, to watch the rest of it. I'm excited to see the upcoming playoffs, the finals. So far this season, I'm going to predict that the Lakers and the Sixers are going to be in the finals. It may change. I know a lot of y'all Bucks fans are going to be upset about that one, but that's just what I think. I think the Sixers have a better overall chance to make it there. I think if Ben Simmons can just get it going, I think it's all going to come down to him, honestly, though. It's going to come down to Ben Simmons and his mentality on if he wants to win or not. And I just basically think they have too much to not make it to the finals in the East. I completely agree. This season has been a joy to watch up until here. We've, we've seen some great Christmas games. We've seen some good matchups, some great games overall. And moving forward, I expect nothing less. This MVP race, like you said, is going to come down to the wire. There's plenty of guys that are right there on the cusp of breaking the top five. And there's plenty of guys in the top five that can win it. I mean, it, it's really up in the air to me. Like I said, I think Giannis will, will notch it out this year. He's playing solid. Um, as far as the finals, we're just going to have to wait and see what, what happens with the West, in my opinion. The Lakers and the Clippers, I think they're going to meet in the Western Conference Finals, and I think that'll be the series of the year. I think whoever comes out of that is going to be beat up either way, and I think that'll be the series to watch this year will be the Western Conference Finals because no matter who makes it, that series is going to be so much fun to watch, and I, I look forward to seeing it. Thank you guys for joining us. This is our first podcast. We're happy to be doing this. We want you to support us, help us grow. We thank you guys. Follow us on Instagram at Austin Petit, at Luke Collins. We thank you guys. Don't go too hard on us. If we got something wrong, we kind of just went off the top with it. So thanks, dudes.